Foul Territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live-streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and 2A-related panel discussion, where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to Foul Territory 240. I've got to make an adjustment here to my layout. There we go. All right. So it is Friday, November the 17th, and I am your host, Gizzard Gary, so welcome to Foul Territory. Uh, let's see. Well, let's bring the panel in first. Let's do things a little differently. Because they're itching to be in this program, and I'm I'm going to scratch their itch, so to speak. So let's meet my esteemed panel. And first on the panel, my co-host with the co-most is, of course, the Man of Orange, the Voice of Reason. And the sunshine that brightens our day, Mr. Obnoxious One. Yo. Welcome aboard, sir. Let's get this thing over with. I got deer to hunt. I understand. All right. So let's uh, move on to uh, our man that comes all the way down from the mountains of West Virginia. He is, of course, the host of This Week Unloaded and uh, Wrestling Unloaded on the Wrestling Unloaded channel. Uh, he is the man that uh, is the jack of all trades and master of, I don't know, maybe one or two. Let's uh, let's meet your friend and mine, Rich White. Hello. I'm not hunting any deer. I don't think my doctor would approve. Oh, dear. What if you got yourself a bump helmet? Well, I got the helmet. Foss sent me the helmet. Then you're good. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Rich. Let's move down to the second row where we've got we've got this guy who just came off a run of almost 300 shows of the what the heck was it? Almost Nightly Firearms Expo, and he's moving on to bigger and better things. But uh, he cooks, and he shoots guns, and he is from the Keystone State. Let's welcome Guns and Barbecue. Yo. Yo. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Mr. Trademark Infringement himself. Indeed. My people will be contacting your people. I hope they put it in Braille. I'm going to have them put it in Braille right on your forehead. <laughs> There's plenty of room there. <laughs> Five head. All right. Well, thank you for being here. And last but not least, and he comes to us from the show me state of Missouri. He is, of course, the host of the Guns, Beer, and Therapy podcast. And uh, your friend and mine, let's welcome Hugh Billy 
up. <laughs> yo, 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 I guess would be what be in order next, I guess. <laughs> oh, Why man. not? Uh, Why thanks for not? having me tonight, Gary. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, defense. Go ahead. I was going to say, you guys brought up Burrow, and then I had a random thought go through my head. If a blind person loses their fingers, does that make them illiterate? Possibly. I don't know. I can't read Braille anyways. Defense Dad says he doesn't come from the mountains. He comes from the floor of Walmart, and that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Speaking of defense, Dad, let's see who we got out there in the audience. Let's go all the way back to the beginning where we have Ron Wayne. His first one in uh, Kingpin, yo and stuff. And Rich White was also out there before he was in here or approximately the same time or around there. No, it was after. Rodney Peters is out there. Ozzy. Orsborn barking at the moon. Justin Grimm is out there. Misty, Mrs. Wayne, is in the audience, along with Ron Wayne. Wonder if they're related. Hmm, probably. Uh, Dale Pogue is out there. Uh, we have Mike in the audience. And Weston Probst, who I just saw this past weekend. Artak and Daughters is out there. Duffer426 is in the audience. And scrolling on down. Chessboard is out there. Let's see. Defense Dad says he sees gun people. How about that? The Pope Joy is out there in the audience. Wow, long time no see. All right. Also, gun websites. Ten thumb up. Thank you for hosting each week, Gizzard Gary. Thank you. Uh, fluffy ten millimeter Jeep guy is out there, and got a lot of people out there. A lot of people. A lot of people. Let's see. Whoops, I missed somebody. Or did I? I don't know. Hillbilly up is out there and in here. Uh. G-Web says rip-offers are going to rip off. Let's see. Uh, Rodney Peters. Beer. Someone say beer? Probably. Gunmetal Guy USA is out there. Uh, Ron Wayne says 25 years related. Well, that's good enough. Misty says, and I'm not completely crazy yet. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Yeah. 24 people out there in the audience. You going to say something, Hillbilly? Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask Misty, was that 25 years before they got married? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love you. But I can pass that up. That's a slow pitch. She's so going to end you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's see. We were talking about hunting earlier, that's for sure. Uh, Evidently, my co-host, Obnoxious One, has become the great deer hunter of North Carolina. He's going to try to rid the entire state of deer before it's all over with. Yep, get them all. Get them all. Got to catch them all. I'm going to try and get my six. 
What is with six? You got six tags or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get you gonna eat all them? I'm gonna do my best. I got a full year to do it. You got a smoker. Got a smoker. Well, heck yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna take all six, but that won't leave me anything. That'll leave some for next year, but yeah, you could make a but, deer jerky been, and bring it to. They've been running wild out there. It's time to time to thin them out a little bit. So, yeah, I mean it's bad enough you have otters running around, but you can't have deer running around. That's for darn mm-hmm. sure. Ain't got any more otters running around. Well, if you want to thin the deer, I just have Gary come for a visit. I'll have you know, sir. I haven't taken a deer in five years. Uh, I just saw two live moo out there in the audience. <clears throat> he wants to know where the deer eating your fish, obnoxious one. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, Michael Dunn is out there, by the way. Honcho fit. Have you ever seen that video where deer snags a bird out of the air? Chunks uh-huh. on it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty scary right there. I did see that video of that deer eating a snake. Like, that was weird. Wow, them deer are tougher than I thought they were. Maybe they do deserve to to be eaten. Oh, well. Oh, Dear, I don't know where Snob is. Oh, I see. Guitar Gear Report is maybe he was eaten by a deer. Guitar Gear Report. All right. So Jeff is out there. One of Jeff's many alter egos is out there. Let's put it that way. Uh, Defense Dad says obnoxious one only wants to hunt because it's an excuse to wear even more orange. I love my old property and sitting in a blind. I don't have to wear orange. He's all camoed out, man. Got a blind set up. Got probably netting all around it. Probably a TV in there and heat. Trip mm-hmm. <laughs> wires and landmines. Whatever works. Uh, Michael yeah. Dunn says... I finally got you some gore, and I finally finished my build today. Good deal. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Claymore mines might actually be fairly decent for getting a whole bunch of deer at one time. <laughs> Maybe not legal, but... Who said anything about legal? I said it would just be good at doing it. Ron Wayne wears a deer costume to blend in. Well, stay away from Central North Carolina if you want. Yeah, it's not going to be good for you. (laughs) Because Obi don't miss when he aims his gun. At least that's what I hear. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some stuff, shall we? Maybe there's some stuff in the news to talk about. You suppose? Um, you suppose we got some stuff in the news to talk about? Let's find out. Yeah, probably not. There might be. There might be. Let's go out to. Oh, let's look at the ad. 
Cool. Let's go to BearingArms.com. Let's see. The top Second Amendment stories. We have a choice of Milwaukee Paper Discovers Gun Death Lie, A Father's Love and the Fight for Real Solutions, New Jersey Governor's Wife Eyeing Senate Seat to Continue Dynasty of Anti-Liberty Agenda, Senators Demand Answers on Commerce Department's Pause on Gun Exports, and Judge Nix's Lifetime Gun Ban for Nonviolent Misdemeanor Offense. Obi, you get a pick first one. Uh, Well, let's go with the lifetime ban. Let's go with the lifetime ban. Okay. This is uh, Wednesday afternoon at one thirty by Cam Edwards. And he says, in a case very reminiscent of Range versus Garland, in which the Third Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Brian Range's conviction for lying about his income on a food stamp application decades ago should not have resulted in a lifetime prohibition on keeping or bearing arms. A federal judge in Pennsylvania has ruled that a man's 2005 DUI arrest and conviction on misdemeanor charges cannot disqualify him from exercising his Second Amendment rights. Though Edward Williams was convicted of a misdemeanor offense, it was also a crime punishable by up to five years in prison. Williams didn't serve any time behind bars, however. Instead, he was sentenced to 90 days of house arrest and ordered to receive treatment for drug and alcohol abuse. Since the potential sentence was more than a year in prison, however, the misdemeanor conviction meant that Williams was considered a prohibited person going forward, and he was no longer allowed to possess or purchase a firearm. Williams first tried challenging the statute in question back in 2017 and was denied, but applied for a rehearing after the Supreme Court issued its decision in Bruin last year. This time around, in a case argued by 2A attorney Joshua Prince and supported by the Firearms Policy Coalition, U.S. District Judge John M. Younge applied the court's text, history, and tradition test to the Williams case, as well as the Third Circuit's decision in Range v. Garland, and found that Williams cannot be denied access to his right to keep and bear arms as a result of a nonviolent misdemeanor conviction, even if it was punishable by years behind bars. And then... It's quoting here, the government has not met its burden in proving that the prohibition on plaintiff's possession of a firearm due to his DUI conviction is consistent with historical firearms regulations. Finding a historical tradition of similar firearms regulations requires that the government identify a well-established and representative historical, historical analog, not a historical twin. A modern regulation that would not have been contemplated during the founding era can be found relatively similar to then-existing regulations by considering how and why the regulations burden a law-abiding citizen's right to armed self-defense. That federal law has, over the past century, allowed for the disarmament of certain types of convicted criminals does not satisfy the constitutional issues ranged by applying Section 922G1 to all convictions punishable by more than a year of imprisonment. Instead, the court must consider more long-standing limitations on firearm possession to demarcate the scope of the constitutional right. 
The historical firearms regulations provided by the government are not sufficiently analogous to the case considered here to satisfy its burden. Younge noted that while he remains quite concerned about the prospect of granting access to firearms to persons who have demonstrably abused alcohol, he remains unconvinced that the general dangerousness of drunk driving and of combining firearm use and alcohol consumption establishes that DUIs must therefore be considered sufficiently analogous to historical examples of dangerous conduct that have previously served as grounds for disarmament. Younge acknowledged the government's citing of laws that prohibited the carrying of firearms while intoxicated, but argued that none of those regulations alluded to disarmament lasting beyond the individual state of intoxication, and none provided for permanent disarmament as Section 922G1 does. I agree with Younge that drunk driving is a serious concern, and not something that should be easily dismissed. But the fact is that Williams wasn't barred forevermore from getting behind the wheel of a car because of his misdemeanor conviction. He can obtain a driver's license and purchase a vehicle despite his DUI conviction that's now nearly 20 years old. But he can't legally purchase or possess a firearm. That's a punishment that doesn't fit the crime, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure the DOJ will appeal this case to the Third Circuit, but given their decision in range, it's unlikely that Merrick Garland is going to get the response he's looking for from the appellate court. By the time Williams v. Garland gets to SCOTUS, the justices will have had a chance to weigh in on Brian Range's case. And if the court does adopt a dangerousness standard for depriving individuals of their Second Amendment rights in Rahimi, then both Range and Williams have an excellent chance of having the lower court decisions in their favor approved by a majority of Supreme Court justices as well. Well, how about that? So what do you guys think of that one? If it was a misdemeanor from only 20 years ago, there's absolutely no reason to say this guy's disqualified individual at that point. If there were more... A, he had been convicted of a felony DUI, which would show a pattern of doing so. They could get him on lying on the 44 73 and a bunch of other stuff. So that would be a totally different situation. But a single misdemeanor 20 years ago, that's not enough to disqualify somebody. I don't think it is either. Anybody else want to jump in here on this one? I don't know. I think it's kind of BS myself, you know. I think it's a lot of BS. I mean, what's that got to do with, you know, your Second Amendment right? Evidently quite a bit to some people. Let's see. Bluffy says they pass gun laws here in Michigan. If you get certain misdemeanors, you lose your 2A rights for eight years. Okay. Well, let's move on. Okay, and back. Well, can I say something real quick? Most usually, you, like misdemeanors, you don't even go to jail for eight years. You know? Mm-mm. No. Misdemeanors punishable by a maximum of a year. In in most cases, you're not even going to see that. You're you're some of them. You won't even see a month or a week, let alone it. Bet you've been a bad, bad boy at that point. And you've shown that you can't be good, so you can't have guns no more. 
Isn't that crazy? Rich, you get to pick the next one. Are there those ones, or can I pick something else real quick? Well, there's only four more to click on here, so. Well, I just wanted to. Unless you want to make something up. No, I don't want to make something up. I want to make. I want to talk about something that happened on Tuesday. Joe okay. Manchin. Joe Manchin announced that he is retiring and will not be seeking re-election next year. Must had a. I don't know how he got a higher paying gig than you know, Congress, but whatever. Manchin always doing what Toomey does. Okay. Oh, there was another thing, too, that came out this week. I don't know if you guys saw, but it isn't listed there. There's a bipartisan bill that was proposed in Congress this week that would put a hard cap on uh, suppressor tax stamp wait period to 90 days. I'll be more excited at all. Yeah, I don't either, but it's a start. Or it I'd be more excited when it passed the Senate. I mean, obviously, it's got to get past the House first, but... Yeah. Well, it's a, like I said, it's a bipartisan bill. It was proposed by a Democrat and a Republican. Still, I'll be excited when it passes the Senate. Yeah. I don't mean to I'm, be I'm, negative. No, I'm just saying, I was, I was shocked because there's a it's co-sponsored by a Democrat at this point. It seems like all the Democrats are anti-gun and both the House and Senate. Must be someplace, somebody in a deeply rural area. Yeah. That or somebody who doesn't want reelected. Mm-hmm. One of the two. They're like, I'm going to vote the way my constituency or a, Demo- or a Democrat in a really red area. It could be in a state that has term limits. Who knows? Or they may be old. Who knows? So we have Sport Brand out there. Travis T. also out there in the chat. I may have missed some other people. Chris Lang is out there, I see. Uh, So anyway, let's move on down to Guns and Barbecue. What would you like the next subject to be? I choose number three. You choose number three. So, New Jersey governor's wife eyeing Senate seat to continue dynasty of anti-liberty agenda. Okay. New Jersey has been in an awful spot for years concerning politics. The Garden State has been embroiled in political controversy after controversy. Whether we're talking about the alleged Bridgegate from former Governor Christie's administration, former Democratic Governor Jim McGreevney's resignation allegedly because he's gay, or perhaps former Democratic Governor John Corzine and his alleged role in the unlawful use of funds, we've got drama. And that's just the big dogs of recent times. The latest scandals involve Democratic Senator Rob Bob Menendez and his second bout of dealing with heavy allegations. With the senator finally falling from grace within his party, carpetbagger Governor Phil Murphy's wife, Tammy Murphy, is throwing her hat in the ring. 
I'm not claiming, I'm not going to claim to be some sort of clairvoyant, but I called this over a month ago in a piece over at News2A.com, where he quotes, Earlier in the week, we got some sentiments and lip service from Democratic Governor Phil Murphy, Attorney General Platkin, and for whatever reason, Tammy Murphy, the governor's wife. Why anyone cares about what Tammy Murphy thinks is beyond me, especially why we can be assured her sentiments were not sent from inside her office with that overpriced door. Unless, of course, Murphy is trying to set the stage to appoint her as a senator should a seat open up and wants the people used to hearing from her. Maybe I was off in thinking the Murph wanted to appoint his better half, but nonetheless I landed in the correct arena. I thought it was suspiciously fishy that the Democratic Party in near lockstep condemned Menendez for his latest alleged escapades, but in the past he drew nothing but support. And honestly, the former allegations included underage prostitution acts, which the Democrats and voters did not seem to have an issue with. But they have issues with his latest shenanigans? How is it that gold and money trump allegations of underage sexual abuse and exploitation? Hands down, Governor Phil Murphy has been involving the fairer of the Murphys in more and more of his administration's press releases. I even recently commented to a friend and colleague about this, and in my opinion, Phil Murphy is using his office to better position his wife in running in the primary. It's now a foregone conclusion that she'll be primary Menendez if he doesn't drop out beforehand. The Democratic machine has been instructed, and this is going to be the path forward. I'm going to call foul here and now with how Phil Murphy is shilling for her campaign through State of New Jersey press releases and his office. That's something Attorney General Platkin should be looking into. And what does this mean for gun owners? More bad news. Not that there could be a worse than Menendez, as they're all cut from the same progressive cable cabal cloth, but this would be further continuing a dynasty. Tammy Murphy's stance on guns can't be any better than her jack-jawed husband's, and has listed so-called gun violence as a priority should she be elected. We need a senator who will work every single day to lower the cost of living, protect abortion rights, end the gun violence epidemic, and defend our democracy, Murphy said in a roughly four-minute-long video posted online. Murphy's side quest in protecting abortion rights envelops women's empowerment ideal that was parroted by Debbie Walsh, the director of the Center for American Women in Politics at Rutgers University. Walsh lauded the opportunity, noting the system can be surprising. This is one individual woman who has the advantage here of being able to use a system that has been the challenge or the barrier to women's participation. In some ways, maybe that's the way we get the first woman in the Senate. Maybe that's the breakthrough. While Walsh and Murphy are patting each other on the backs for their womanliness and invoking the empowerment of using her positioning to get further ahead, nepotism, and cronyism, we don't hear anything concerning the serious rape allegations that were rampant within Governor Phil Murphy's camp prior to his election. <clears throat> and more quotes here. I'm not sure I follow this story too much. Anybody know anything about New Jersey? Uh, it's a shithole. Yeah, I'm, that's pretty I, much what this story is telling us. I'm, I'm going to second the, that. The garbage <laughs> state. <laughs> wow, this almost makes Illinois worth visiting. I tell you. What. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. 
I mean, if you if you got your <laughs> chance, if you got your choice of hells, then I would choose California over any of those. I mean, if you if you definitely have to go to hell and you're getting your choice, go to California. Uh, Illinois and New Jersey have nothing, and New York have nothing to offer that California doesn't, and the weather's better in California. So I refresh the screen, and now we've got some different stories up here. Why would you do that? One having to do with deer. Wow. What? But it's Hillbilly's pick, so. Hillbilly, what do you see up there you like? I'm trying to read them here. Oh, boy. We've got, oh, dear, New York ammo background checks causing headaches for hunters. Our man shot outside Texas church after threatening pastor. Those are new. Those weren't up there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. See, I want to hear about the... Uh, the ammo background checks because that's that's just kind of nonsense. You have to have it for your gun. Well, since we have a deer hunter on the panel, let's talk about this one. Okay. Who's that? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking is, about those pants up there. This article's only an hour old. Also by Cam Edwards. There's a picture of some Obi's deer <laughs> before he shoots him. Okay. Is that a book? It's been... Huh? Is that a book? Because I'm not seeing any books over here. Who would have been in that picture? And the way they're standing, man, you get the right rifle, you can take out both of them at one time. Yeah, right underneath that feeder. Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However... Did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. Okay, it's been two months since New York State Police started running background checks on every ammo sale in the state, and the problems that plagued the launch of the new mandate have yet to be resolved. Carly Short, who owns Johnson's Country Store in Lockport, New York, says business should be booming this time of year with hunters filling the shop's interior in search of ammo before deer gun season kicks off this weekend. But it's been pretty quiet this week. Many hunters planned ahead and bought their ammo before the background checks were implemented in mid-September, which was a wise move since Short says customers are still routinely experiencing long delays when making their purchases. I tell people there's good days and bad days, Short said. We will have a whole day where everybody gets proceeds and everybody is happy. The next day, every single person is a delay. 
New York State Police run the background checks and sent a statement about wait times that said, Firearms and ammunition checks are handled in an accurate and timely manner. The New York State NICS unit processes transactions immediately. However, some responses will take longer than others, depending on the amount of research required. Blah, blah, blah. While many of Short's regular customers had the foresight to purchase their ammo in the days and weeks before the ammo background check law kicked in, other retailers closer to the borders of neighboring states like Pennsylvania say they're seeing their customer base disappear completely. Okay, I think that unfortunately, because of our proximity to Pennsylvania, <clears throat> it's having much more of an impact than our local dealerships because people are just not going to go through the hassle. They can go 15 to 20 minutes down the road into Pennsylvania and buy ammunition without a problem and not be challenged at all, said Chemung County Sheriff Bill Schramm. We've definitely seen people go over the border to Pennsylvania. We're close enough they can go over there without having to do a background check. Makes no sense whatsoever. Most people that come in to buy ammo, they've already bought a gun. They have to go through a background check for the gun. Now the redundancy makes them do background checks for the ammunition as well. Well, I have to go through a background check for every suppressor. <laughs> a lot of people are getting delayed for no reason. The state system setup doesn't even give us a time frame. We submit it and sometimes it'll go right through. Other times it just says pending. It could be pending for as little as 15 minutes, or we've had it go as long as four days now for some people, said founder of Pew Self-Protection and Combatives. Other retailers say they've seen instances where a next check for a firearm purchase be approved, but the same person's ammo purchase will be denied. Given the screwy nature of the ammo background check process, it's no surprise that many gun owners near the state's southern border are choosing to drive into the Keystone State to stock up. Unfortunately for retailers and gun owners alike, these issues aren't likely to go away anytime soon. While there is a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the ammo background check provisions, the Supreme Court denied a request for emergency injunction in the case last month. The lawsuit itself continues, but the broken background check system will remain in effect while the case makes its way through the courts. We'll have to wait and see if the checks have a major impact on the number of hunters taking to the field, but it looks like it's already taking a toll on retailers close to the borders of free states. How about that? We're running across the state line to Pennsylvania to buy ammo. I have said it before, and I'll say it again. If the industry would stop selling to government... It would take about 15 minutes for all these bullshit laws to disappear. Amen. Around here, it's not ammo, but magazines. We got people coming into the state to, from Maryland to buy the magazines. Well, don't doubt that. Yeah, cause they can own them. They just can't buy the higher capacity magazines in Maryland. Maryland, you can only buy 10 round. Yeah. They can come into West Virginia, buy 15, 17 round mags, take them back to Maryland and be perfectly legal. Yeah, they said, that's what I've heard. It's legal to have them, possess them, but you can't buy them there. That's crazy. Now, Defense Dad wants me to zoom in on the yoga pants for some reason. I'm not real sure why. Yeah, that's all I've been paying attention to. Wow. There's yoga pants? 
I didn't even notice till he mentioned it. Yeah, I've, I I ran my handcuff screener, not in Braille either, Barbecue. Yeah, you, you want to be able to see him. Darn. <laughs> That's too Hold bad. On, me, they got some pretty good sized bumps on there. Let me turn on the smell of vision. No, I'm going to turn off the smell of vision. That's that's nasty. Yeah, you don't know where that's been. You got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so New York's like come across. They come across this all the time. So like the online betting. Well, people just drive across the line to New Jersey or whatever and do their bets. Yeah, I mean, they you know being that small of a place, you know, like it's easy to go just go to another state. You know, for us around here, like me and you, Gary, and a lot of us, you know, that's like almost going to another county or two. You know? Yeah. Man. So Duffer says, here in Indiana, our rural king asked to see your driver's license to make sure you're not from Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> that's because Illinois has to, you have to have a FOID card to even possess ammo, so. Yeah. Wow. And well, Obi Wan, get ready. There's Bama Dad. Bama Dad. Roll time. There you go. All right. Let's see. Ron Wayne says, Hey, Misty, that reminds me. We need to pick up hamburger buns tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, boy. All <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's refresh the screen and see if we got anything else. Oh, it's changed again. Let's see. Felon convicted in gun trafficking scheme gets off easy at sentencing. Uh, we did that one. Oh, let's just take a look at this top one here. Milwaukee paper discovers a gun death lie. There's a lie about gun death? Oh, no. Hmm. The term gun death is popular among gun control advocates and their politicians who push that same agenda. It's a simple enough term, too. It's simply the total number of people killed with a firearm, regardless of who pulled the trigger or why. It might even be a useful statistic in some cases. However, when talking about guns and gun control, it's misdirection at best and a case of lying with facts at its worst. It's an effort to lump all such fatalities together to make the issue seem bigger than it is. And it seems folks at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel got an eye-opener on the topic recently. Quoting here, gun deaths are rising in Wisconsin, but the people affected by it might surprise you. The narrative around gun violence is often limited to urban homicides, but the vast majority of deaths by guns are suicides. In fact, a new report from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel finds that suicides make up more than two-thirds of all deaths by guns in Wisconsin. Of 100 gun deaths that occur in Wisconsin, roughly 25 of those are homicides. And then there's another 1-2% to that are accidents or police-involved shootings. Investigative reporter John Diedrich explains, The idea that 71 out of 100 gun deaths in Wisconsin are suicides was an eye-opener to me and to our readers. 
Diedrich acknowledges that suicides are, in fact, a mental health issue, but he's paraphrased as saying that when those issues arise, gun owners have a very deadly means to take their own life. I don't dispute that fact. However, starting with that last point, if they already have the means to take their own life, what good would new gun control laws do? Moving back to the deeper point that Diedrich was shocked by this, I can't say that I am. We've long known that most of the gun deaths cited by anti-gun activists were in fact suicides. We know why they do it, too. The truth is that when you look at the total number of homicides year over year, and consider them against the total population of the United States, it doesn't look nearly scary enough. So, they lump in suicides and accidents and call them gun deaths, all in hopes that no one will dig too deeply. When they do, they get a bit of a wake-up call. It's also why I really think we in the gun community need to step up and deal with mental health. We need to be champions of improvement in mental health efforts, and be advocates for those in our lives who suffer from mental illness. If we can reduce the number of suicides, we reduce the number of gun deaths. We take away the gun control crowd's ammunition, even if that ammunition is based on what amounts to a lie. In Milwaukee, at least one journalist has woken up to at least part of that lie. The question is whether he'll realize the rest of it and do his part to combat the constant flow of misinformation from here on out. Um, he won't. They never do. That's everybody spouts that, you know, we've had 800 mass shootings or there's been 950 school shootings this so far this year. They, they don't. This is the suicide deaths are easily researchable. That's easily verifiable. It's easy to find. It's pulled out of there in black and white, and it's been two-thirds of the gun deaths forever. Oh, yeah. And they still keep parroting this. Yeah. yeah, 30,000 gun deaths a year. Well, yeah, 20,000 of those are suicides. Yeah, and that's that's a deal because you know the way to secure those secure those numbers. Um, mm-hmm. If it was reported correctly, then those numbers would be very very low. Yeah, uh, Gary, yeah, Misha out there. Yes, we have a five dollar super chat from Misha Ann, who says, "I used to run a dating service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meet." Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm so torn on this one because I don't know whether to boo or hiss. Do both at the same time. But thank you so much for the super chat. No, all this stuff is all this stuff is skewed, and the the leftists and the people that want to want gun control could easily find these. You know what they count as a mass shooting? Any shooting that involves two or more people. Oh, yeah. It used to be four. Yep. Well, and, even then, it could it could be, a, it's not, they don't break it into gang shootings or anything like that. It's, no. you know, if four people were injured, and it doesn't even have to be injured by the shooting. They could be injured running or whatever. They were injured because mm-hmm. of this. It's a mass shooting. The same yep. thing with, with, um, 
shootings on school property. You know what's included in that? Anything that happens when school's not in session. Anything that happens when school's not in session. And within 1,000 feet. Anything that happens on a um, decommissioned school ground. And most of them are gang-related or drug deals gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Yep. Those are school shootings. Yep. This is all easily verifiable. It's easily easy to research. Um, all you have to do is plug, is is look very briefly for this, and it's all there. But they don't care because you know their feelings trump the facts. I heard that if it's sh- the shooting of two people, then that's con- they can consider it mass shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's homicide or not, you know, like yeah, yeah. somebody yeah. you know took their you know their wife or what you know whatever you know sad. It's this whole sad deal anyhow. But yeah. if they took their wife's life and took theirs, that would be they could classify that as a mass shooting. Yeah, uh, it used to be six, then they lowered it to four. Now they say it's two. Okay, so I just I think, push you know, ARs or. This whole bad thing, but you know, any kind of rifle is four hundred deaths a year. Yeah, on average, any any consistently too. Yeah, Yeah. and it's consistent year over year over year over year that you get around that number of them. Get around four hundred, and then it's any rifle, any situation. So it could be accidental, could be a suicide, could be a hunting accident. Could be somebody going in and actually doing a mass shooting, but it's 400 deaths a year of any rifle. Hands, fists, and feet, 800 deaths a year. Yeah. Year over year, consistent. Hammers and other blunt objects, usually around 1,500. Real quick, I just started the ticker for the giveaway. I realized I hadn't been running that. What the hell is wrong with you? So if you want to get involved in the giveaway here in about five, ten minutes or so, go ahead and put in the hashtag. I put in my hashtag earlier. Does that not count? Pound sign FT240. And I'm not sure it counted them all. So if you did it, go ahead and put it in again. I want to make sure everybody gets entered. This is getting too much like work. It's worth it. I'm giving away some cool stuff tonight. That's what you always say. Hobie's like, can't you just pick one of us and not do all this work? Well, this is like, I got Tuesday morning. I got my deer about 7 o'clock in the morning. I had to take it to the processor. And then Sugar Mama wanted some some pine needles for the landscaping. So I was going to have to go get those. But then when I got to the processor, I had a bunch of blood in my in the bed of my truck. So I had to come home and rent out the truck and then go get pine needles for Sugar Mama. And I came in and I had to film videos and I had to go back out and hunting. It was like a freaking full-time job. This is not what I signed up for. It's absolute bullshit. Well, you're, <laughs> you're not done yet either because you got to say when Gary does the drawing. No. Oh. I'm out. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
plenty of pine needles around here for free. Mm-hmm. Free pine needles, huh? Speaking. You know, in North Carolina, it is actually a felony to steal pine needles. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. And dogs. How do you steal pine needles? Do you hold the tree up at gunpoint? No, they were <laughs> they were uh, people were stealing them off. Of, they were stealing trucks full of them, and because they use them for the they use them for mulch because you get termites and stuff. So you can't have you can't have wood down. You got to have something else. Wow! Well, so they actually need- they actually farm them, but people were stealing the trucks of them. And here a few years back, some uh, farmer that was losing them all the time actually got him to put through a law. It's a felony now. Wow. Uh, most usually pine needles, farmers and stuff, they, they don't want pines on their property because they say grass won't grow good around pines because of mm-hmm. pine needles. Well, speaking speaking of free... Did you know that? Did you know that every Friday is Free Patch Friday at GearWebsites.com, and that yeah. Gear Websites is your source for every Second Matters Gun Channel's gear, MOID, and more, and that they have patches, stickers, and other items. Did you know that, Rich? Yeah, I, I knew that. I've bought. Stuff on Free Patch Friday before, and got a bunch of extras with it. So, well, here's a guy who's going to tell us more. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. See, so if you didn't know, he just told you. So buy cool stuff at gearwebsites.com. What's going on? Defense Dead says, Holy hell, I found a Black Friday deal for complete lowers under 85 doll hairs and free yeah. shipping. Wow. America. I, yeah. I feel like that's just going to get my credit card number stolen. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. will. Well, let's see. It is. Oh, look at this. Jonathan Berger over there on Facebook. And for some reason, Guns and Barbecue dropped mm-hmm. out of the chat and had to come back. Amazing, yeah. huh? Total, total, total coincidence. Total coincidence. 100%. Had nothing, total absolutely nothing to do with him hitting the Facebook button and forgetting to open up a new tab before he did it. No, <laughs> no it just signed me out. Thanks, Dreamer. I want to remind everybody that after this will be the weekly 2A wrap-up, I believe, on the Daily Gun Show channel. I don't know about gun websites, but you will be directed after this program is over. So let's go ahead, since it's almost top of the hour, let's go through the panel. And uh, we will ask them a question. What did you learn? And then... Once they answer that question, they can go ahead and plug whatever they want to plug. And since I'm in the middle here, we'll start to my right with Rich White. Rich, what did you learn this evening? I don't know. Nothing? 
nothing to jumping out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Well, what have you got to plug? You got any shows this weekend that we need to watch? No, nothing until Christmas Eve. You're not doing any shows this weekend? No. I made the announcement on Sunday. Must be nice to take the fall off. I mean... Yeah, doctor's orders. I'm, I'd actually be violating doctor's orders to do the Christmas show, to be honest. And I violated them doing the Sunday show this past weekend to let everybody know that we weren't going to be doing things. Probably like by that. doing this show, too. But... Yeah, probably. It's probably true. Yep. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, thanks for uh, being on this evening and violating doctor's orders. We appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go down to the second rail. Let's go to Hillbilly Up. Hillbilly, what'd you learn this evening? Man, I learned quite a bit of stuff, I think. Uh, the, Such all as. the BS about the ammo background check, that's, I didn't like that any at all. And no. I also learned if your state, you know, don't let you get something, evidently, you know, up in the Northeast, you just drive. 20 minutes to the next state and buy it. That's right. Yep. All right. Now, uh, you've got some stuff coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Guns, Bear, and Therapy tomorrow night, 9 Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. And if you guys ain't done nothing, uh, swing over. And we always just try to have a good time there. And I got some videos coming out. Got a... Uh, few new things to the channel and so we'll be doing some reviews and then taking them out to the range so really excited about that and I'm just <laughs> my foot's just about healed on down to one crutch so I cannot wait and I just want to thank you very much for having me on Gizzard I really appreciate you always enjoy these Friday nights buddy you betcha I enjoy having you on here as well so thank you Let's progress over to Guns and Barbecue. Sir, what did you learn? I learned that the gun snob was not watching the show tonight. Because no matter how much any of us needed or needled and prodded at him, we got no responses. He didn't pop in. And undoubtedly, at some point, I would have got an FO barbecue. And that was never announced. So he, he was just absent. FO is okay. Yeah. All right. So, what have you got coming up? Uh, I got not nothing any, coming up. Uh, I, I decided to take. So. That's right. I decided to take the fall and winter off because, like, that seems like the cool kid thing to do. Uh, but I, oh, there is something I have coming up, and that's probably buying more Civivi knives because uh, Gizzard chills great for them. And then I finally bought one, and I'm like, oh wow, I really like this. So probably end up with some more now. Yeah. Uh, Woods is trying to make you feel better there, barbecue. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. telling you to go uh, go to the bathroom with some motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want you to feel left out. He said. So it looks like it looks like I missed a Gorn, according to Sarge. I did miss one of his pictures. So let me let me put that on screen real quick because that's in a total accident here. So. There's his last one. 
looks real good with all our avatars in front of it. Yeah, why would you do that? Oh. Yeah, how'd you do that? I'm not sure how that happened. Whoa. Yeah, it looks fine. There we go. <laughs> well, let's get that. Yeah, <laughs> Who keeps clicking stuff? <laughs> All right. Why would you keep doing that? What are we looking at here, Sorge? It's not a five-shot mag for hunting. I think it's a rifle. Mm-hmm. It could be a pistol. Just still here? He's here. He's just not talking. Could be an old light. Well, with that light already? on it, it kind of looks more like a poaching <laughs> rifle. I think it's as heavy as like 10 moving boxes. Mm-hmm. Like 30... 30 pounds of rounds in one half a second. Uh-huh. At least it's not nine millimeters, so it won't blow your lungs clear out of your body. That's true. Uh, no, but that that one you can shoot down airplanes with. Hmm. Is that a bad lever on it? Yep. Real bad. I want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> Can't do it. All right, oh. so where oh. were we? I don't know. Two live moo. Hey, what did you learn? Shit, I learned that uh, Obi can shoot some deer, man. He can. I dig it. I dig it, and uh, uh, that's about it. I was like listening to the show and chilling. In the, in the hot tub, so I was not really chilling, but my back was hurting, so. Glad well, you, got anything, you got anything coming up? Anything cool? No. Hell no. I'm too lazy to put content out. But I, I, did, I did plug uh, <laughs> in the chat the, the MC's uh, channel. He just hit 1,700 uh, subs, and he's my neighbor. He's my neighbor to the north, and he puts out a lot of like different stuff. I mean, he's a gun guy, uh, HVAC guy. He, they're building a, a quote unquote garden shed, which is a freaking pole yeah. barn right now. Little uh, old garden so, shed. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of decent stuff and he's a good dude, man. So go check him out. I mean, he's a good guy. Alrighty. Well, thank you for being here. Let's go down to Sarge, C4 Defense. What did you learn? I think he's muted. Or his mic's not working or something. Probably interviewing a First Amendment auditor. <laughs> let's uh, let's, let's go see. up to... What you going to say? I said that's a possibility. Obnoxious one, let's go to you. Did you learn anything this evening? I learned that ants and roaches are rodents. Yeah, me too. It's a good one. I'm just glad nobody else was smart enough to pick up on that. What have you got coming up? All kinds of stuff. Stuff and things. I got a couple videos 
nothing nothing real world world altering coming out but i gotta film a bunch of stuff next week i'm getting piled up around here maybe a new hunting channel uh no is that like the otter hunting channel Obi One Outdoors. It ought to be. It ought to be. <laughs> bad dad joke. Hashtag. Screwed that otter. <laughs> I think you did. How, how did it taste? Like victory? Is this what's led to your bloodthirst? Mm-hmm. And now you killing deer? That's what mm-hmm. I said. The otter died. Now every animal has to die on the compound. He's got like two of those blood stains on his cheeks. <laughs> and I was like, shit, because it's otter blood. <laughs> and I, just, I just cover myself like Arnold and Predator. <laughs> out there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here. Let's try Sarge one last time. Sarge, what did you learn? I learned that Gizzard only shows two out of three going pictures that you send in. We shared the other one, but you were AWOL. No, we already went to, uh, to, uh, what did you learn? Who knows? Yeah, about, oh, that's about five it. minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, I was probably asleep. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> I was probably asleep. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Well, what have you got coming up on your channel that we need to? I've got a video on the shadow systems I'm putting together, the DR920P, and then I'm going to do something I'm not going to tell you. Okay. It's, it's a surprise. A it's a secret. Don't cool. tell me. But you're saying there's a chance. It's a top secret. So one more time, let's give him another chance. All right, so let's get rid of this what did you learn thing, because we've already learned everything we can learn this evening. So I want to go ahead and thank everybody for watching tonight, whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, or whether you catch us in replay on some of the other platforms, or perhaps even on the audio podcast. Thanks for watching and or listening. Also, for everybody who sent in Gorn or contributed to the text, Thank you, as always. Thanks to the panelists for making this a great show that it is. And thanks to all of my channel out there on YouTube for their contributions to the channel. I thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, don't forget weekly 2A wrap-up after this. Uh, We'll be doing foul territory again next week, the day after Thanksgiving. So I won't see you before the holidays. Everybody have a safe and pleasant Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your families. Please travel safely. Hopefully we'll see you this coming Friday. And remember that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms. Tell them to get wrecked. Give them the bird. That bird oh. right back there. Yeah. That bird. Give them the bird. Got to run. That one. Anyway, on behalf of my panel, this is Gizzard Gary. Thanks for watching. And I'm going to give my panelists one last chance to do their shout-outs before I hit the end credits. So here you go, guys. 
Get right. Bye bye. That's a calf rope. Y'all come back. Adios, Felicio. <laughs> I love it. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.